Hello, and welcome back to Inspiration for Your Soul. I'm Callie Rawson. In a world inundated with mass-produced art, it's a great pleasure to encounter the truly unique and original creations of internationally renowned fine artist Danny Clark. He intricately carves a wide variety of wood and stone for public, private, and corporate collections. Danny's art collectors can be found on every continent. His art is heavily collected by many movie personalities, and his work is featured in Mission Impossible 3, starring Tom Cruise, and the short film The Sandcastle, starring Ed Asner and me, Callie Rawson. His talents range from Western to wildlife to fantasy, and he's also incredibly skilled at furniture creations, as well as a current collection of reproductions available for purchase. He's able to create site-specific sculptures for home, garden, or industry projects. Contact him directly at dannyclark.net. And thanks so much for listening. This episode is sponsored by rockfashionart.com. Thanks again for listening. Okay, now we're recording. So what an ordeal we have had trying to get you on here, but we've done it, Danny. <laughs> There's always a way if you're willing to pursue it hard enough, usually. Yes. <laughs> I think I better put my glasses back on because it's weird looking at you all blurry and stuff. <laughs> there we go. I have ice cream from Squid. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> so today we have an extraordinary guest. He is a self-made artist. He's a sculptor. He's, and I'm gonna let him tell you everything that he does sculpturally and how he started and everything. So welcome, Danny. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, basically, um, I used to buy and sell and collect antiques and do many storage auctions with my dad eons ago. And, uh, we ended up with this carved armoire that was about nine feet tall, and the carvings were so fascinating on the thing that I went out and found an old X-Acto knife and sharpened a flathead screwdriver and grabbed a piece of avocado firewood, not very big, a small piece of wood. And a while later, I walked into the house, and I pointed at it. My old man was watching TV, and he saw the face that was on the carving on a piece of avocado wood. His mouth dropped, and he says, is there anything you can't do? <laughs> so... Um, I was working for a detective agency and the mini storage auctions were whenever I had off and on the weekends and um, we had some vacation time coming up so I started whittling all kinds of stuff and putting this little bare box and I was up on the Oregon coast crabbing, pulling crab pots and I had a bunch of little carved items in the bare box and um, all of a sudden I realized there was a bunch of people standing around watching me and this lady that was well dressed asked me how much stuff was and if it was for sale. Well, the light came on. I went to a payphone at the time. We, we still had a payphone up until a year ago here in Bandon. It was funny to watch, but um, I called the detective agency from the payphone and gave them my two weeks. They were really nice people, and I just let them know what was uh, going on, and I did the art since then and never turned back. <laughs> wow. And how long ago was that? Oh, my God. I don't even know at this point. I suppose I've been doing it for 18, 20 years. I don't know. I, I've lost all track of time. I don't usually know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> so when your father saw your avocado um, 
sculpture. Um, how old were you then? Were you a young child? Oh, no. No, no. I didn't know my dad when I was a kid. Huh. I only saw him two days between 5 and 18. So, uh, no, I was probably, um, I suppose, uh, um, maybe 36, 38, somewhere in there. Wow. Years old. And then so you, it's been a while. And then you started doing this art when you called up the detective service. Um, was that like 18 or 20 years ago? Yeah, at least. It's been quite a while now. So, yeah. do you want to talk anything about your detective work? Uh, there's not a lot stories? to talk about, to be honest with you. <laughs> Basically, we just um, surveilled people in um, vehicles that you wouldn't expect. And uh, we're, the Walsh investigations usually got folks that no one else could get because our vehicles weren't the expected vehicles that you would commonly see detective agencies using so that was the ace in the hole <laughs> cool so i want to talk more about your artwork i am privileged enough to have one of your artworks it is a wizard and it's sitting in my kitchen so that i can see it every day to remind me that life is magical thank you so much oh you're welcome tell the audience like what it is about your sculpting and your artwork that inspires you um, basically nature inspires me and I think that we try to mimic nature and um, you know you've got whoever created all things um, we just are so fascinated by things that we see in creation that we try to duplicate them basically um, the beautiful thing about art is that no matter how you feel in life what's hitting you and what kind of bad things may have happened to you when you drift into your own little world. And you know this, you're a heck of a painter. <laughs> uh, you know, you drift into your own little world. You don't have any of the pressures of your normal life that may hit you. They all just go away. So the one of the privileges and perks about being an artist is that you can kind of escape things that you'd like to put on the back burner for a while. <laughs> mm, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, you get that. Yes, I do get that. It was really incredible how we met. We met on the set on the beach of the film The Sandcastle, and Ed Asner was playing my father, and it was a beautiful day. And you were the artist on the set building all the sandcastles in the scene where when the water would wash up, it would wash it away. So have you built any more sandcastles since that day? Uh, yeah, actually, every once in a great while, I'll be down the beach, and if the sand's just right, because it only takes seconds. I used to have this lady friend, and I, to this day, we're still very close friends, but we've always been just friends, and we kept it that way so that we never lost each other, because we're, she's very important to me, and I'm very important to her, but um, we used to exchange massages, so basically, I knew her dimensions by heart in my mind and I can just go down the beach pile up some sand and boom there she is <laughs> people are like wow that was really fast all I was doing is massaging the soil <laughs> and I'm a little wacky okay <laughs> oh that's so cool so you're massaging the planet that's cute yeah there you go giving yeah. nature a massage <laughs> that's sweet so how long does it take you to make a sandcastle 
Um, it depends on how ornate it's going to be or not. I mean, you know, just the general sandcastle, will probably 20 minutes. But if you're dealing with something like we're using on the set, uh, a little bit longer. And we had to use a lot of starch on it to try to hold it together while we rolled it to try to keep up with the tides and stuff. <laughs> that was fun. That was pretty nice. I like a challenge. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm very lucky to have you featured in my book as well. And one of your... Yeah, it's a great book. Tell us the story about the pirate, it's not the pirate, the Viking sculpture that you did when you finished it and what happened. Oh, so I wanted to try carving petrified wood because I can find it here on the Oregon coast. And when I was going back and forth before I lived here permanently to LA and, and back up to here, I took a piece of petrified wood down south and I've been watching the Viking series on the History Channel and I just love the, the Lagatha Lothbrook and the Ragnar Lothbrook character. So I studied Ragnar and his boat and everything, or his ship and everything else. And I, I actually did those on a piece of petrified wood. And I don't know if you'll believe this or not, but it's the God's honest truth. I just barely got it done. I was figuring out how to polish it. And um, I, was, I was done and I hear someone at my gate. I had a closed gate and I walked over to the gate and there's this old Chevrolet pickup, an old red uh, short bed, uh, four by four and I think it's a four by four anyway um, there's a guy in there pokes his head out and he says hey mate I just went to the hardware store and um, they said you might have some rusty tin I'm trying to build something at my new property so I took one look it was Ragnar Lothbrook <laughs> I didn't know he was from Queens I didn't know he was from Queensland you know I hear this accent and I'm like oh yeah who are you trying to fool so I said, first of all, drop the accent and get me a signed autograph picture and we'll talk about the tin. That was the first thing that came out of my mouth. <laughs> so anyway, I said, go in the yard and just park it. I got to show you something. And he's looking at me a little strange, like, oh boy, where's this going, right? And I said, this is the strangest coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think something in life are unexplainable, meant to be, and it lets you know there's a higher source. Anyway, so I walked over there and I said, I said there's your ship your sword, everything. It was It was even Viking writing. I've been studying rune. And it, it, I think it says on it, inspired by Ragnar Lothbrok from, Vi from Vikings in rune. Um, anyway, if I remember right. And I said, apparently this is supposed to be yours. And I gave it to him. And we've been friends ever since. I, you know, I've helped him with many projects. And when I had free time on my hands after selling the house and waiting for it to go through escrow he was kind enough to let me go down to his place and let me help him with all kinds of projects and keep my mind occupied so to this day i'll send him something once in a while he's just a way cool dude wow. <laughs> and every bit is strong and tough as he looks on the series maybe even more <laughs> <laughs> you gotta admire those aussies they're really stout people <laughs> um, yeah we actually have a yeah. friend coming up to visit who's from australia He's coming up oh, on cool. Sunday. Yeah, they're just, they're robust and their friendship is like bonded, you know? They're just very um, loving and fun. They're so much fun. So are you. I, I think. Are you Australian? What is, what is, yeah, you too. No. <laughs> no, Mike. <laughs> 
put another shrimp on the bar. <laughs> Gotta love Paul Hogan. <laughs> oh, that's another thing I told him once I realized that, that he was just kind of incognito and didn't really want people to know who he was kind of thing. I told him, now, look, Crocodile Dundee gave you a whole lot of street credit, so don't screw it up. Because <laughs> you know how quirky I am. I don't care who you are. I'm going to mess with you just a little bit. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> wow. That is such an amazing coincidence. But like you said, it's not Yeah. It's I don't consider it a coincidence. I consider it the creator letting you know that he's there. You know, I mean, you you could you could be a you could be an atheist if you want, but you got to I always ask the atheists that I talk to, "Hey, uh, why is a monkey still a monkey?" They they have a hard time explaining that. <laughs> 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 it's supposed to have evolved into something. Why is it still there? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so, uh, on another note, would you share with our audience a time in your life that you felt derailed, challenged? And then the second part is that I'll ask you, what is the lesson that you learned? And how did you get back on track? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose we can all relate to losing someone that we truly loved. Um, in fact, this person carved a little soapstone polar bear out of a soapstone she found in the river, I think Sixes in Oregon. And I met her at a library in Oregon looking up mushrooms. She turned, turns out she was a mushroom picker, looked up into her green eyes and I was just, I was done. Think of working me, I'm done. And I'm still in love with her to be honest with you. but. Um, anyway, she gave me that day her carving. I mean, who does that? You just, it's your first carving and everything else I have it. It's one of my most precious valued items. But anyway, something happened. Her family was a bit like a, uh, I don't know, I shouldn't say a, a little cult on wheels, but her dad had controlling, very much control over her, even though she wasn't a young woman. And um, I'm young, but not as young as, yeah, <laughs> someone that would normally have a dad controlling her. And I got engaged to her, and when he realized his meal ticket had run out, he pulled her away. And um, I've only seen her once since then. And, um, you know, it just sent me reeling. Unfortunately, I gave every fiber of my being to her. And I suppose it's good if it works out, but you got to save a little of yourself because if you got nothing left and they take off, you're, you're kind of in this huge depressed state and so what I started doing is I'm not suicidal and I don't believe suicide's even an option because spiritually I don't think it's something you do it's a, you've been given the gift of life how could you possibly throw it away is it the way I look at it um, but I started kayaking out in the swells where I shouldn't have been and cliff climbing again like I used to do freehand when I was a kid and I was pushing the envelope right to the edge and what happened instead of falling off a cliff or drowning, I ended up loving life again because I was having so much fun right on the edge. <laughs> so I would suggest if you think you can pull it off and you're really depressed or something, you may try hang gliding or something like that or parachuting or something. Because <laughs> it, it brings you close, close to the edge of death and then you realize how important life is. Oh, I see. I don't know. That makes any sense to anyone else, but it sure did to me. And now I'm fine. I, I just, I realized that um, life is a precious gift and okay, so you, you, you lost what you thought your life 
what is going to be. But apparently there's a different plan for you. And, and you just got to learn to look at all the positive things that are in your life and show some appreciation for it. It really bothers me when people ask God for stuff because we've already been given so much just by the breath of life that we should just thank the creator opposed to ask. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. So basically yeah. what I, I heard you say was that, you know, you're inspired by nature. And then really what got you back on track is being in nature, doing, you know, hiking and rock climbing. Yes, and pushing yourself on the edge. So I love that you're recommending to go skydiving or what is it with um, hang gliding or skydiving or something? Yeah, just that's, live. Yeah, push, it, push the envelope and live it. Yeah, do something. Go whitewater rafting with a company if you're afraid of nature. Just do something extreme on the edge that's still safe. I mean, I wasn't being safe, but I've had a lot of experience. I, I did a 300-foot cliff when I was about 14 years old freehand. Whoa. And I can't do that now because I'm old <laughs> and I've, I've, had, I've got a screen in my stomach that knots up like a, you know, we, we get older. My hands are a little screwed up from overuse and stuff. So, but I still climb some stuff once in a while just to make sure I still got it. You know how we are. <laughs> it's a guy thing. <laughs> yeah. You're still a young man. I saw you climbing those rocks, uh, yeah, you abandoned. Uh, let me tell you, in, at heart, I'm probably a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> I can man up if I have to and be, be and get through life, but I prefer to be, I don't know, there's something to be said about uh, just being um, uh, younger in your mind than you actually are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And keep doing what you've always done as much as possible, too. Uh, yeah. Just do uh, the things that you love to do as much as you can get away with it. <laughs> as long as they're they're healthy, I should say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, if people want to um, find your art or get in touch with you, um, how can they get in touch with you? On Facebook, that's a new adventure I've started since I'm a low tech kind of guy. Oh, excellent. But if you can find me on Facebook, I'll be able to. Yeah. And I've been posting some of the art that I've been doing. And you could also look at dannyclark.net. You could look at your book, Callie. That's a good reference. And um, you could look at SCV TV, Finding Daniel Clark, or Finding Art, Daniel Clark. And you can find me on there. There's some episodes. Yeah, what, what um, are the episodes? Yeah. Um, what is the show called again? Um, it's SCV TV. And I believe it's um, Finding Art and then just Daniel Clark. There's an actor, Daniel Clark, that's on there too, but that's not me, obviously. Okay, so the show <laughs> He's is... He's a better looking one. <laughs> uh, so the show is called Finding Art. Uh, yeah, it's SCV TV, Santa Clarita Valley Television, um, uh, and it's Finding Art, and um, yeah, and, and then just Daniel Clark. Awesome. And do you have uh, that episode yeah. also on your website? Uh, no, the website is something that my cousin and a friend of his put up mm, a long, long time ago. And so it's, it hasn't been advanced since then, but it does give a lot of uh, reference to the artwork and actors and things that I've done stuff in life. Yeah. You've done some... And if you're, art, if you're an artistic work. person, you should, you should follow your dreams. Um, you may not ever be, become wealthy, but your life will be so good because of it. Live within your means. 
and live the dream. You've been given a gift for a reason. Thank you so much for sharing about the loss that you had with the love of your life. And I, I wish that you find another love. I have confidence that if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. But I also have grown in life to know that it's such a valuable gift that every day I enjoy. And just you just walk away from depression and you you just grasp onto what is there. And there's so much beauty to be to be um, looked at and stuff in nature. It's I love nature. <laughs> I do just too. Dump me out in the wilderness and leave me there. <laughs> <laughs> So go to Danny Clark, and that's D-A-N-N-Y-C-L-A-R-K, yes. no E. Uh-huh, dot net. Got no E. <laughs> no E. Okay, thanks for listening, guys, and have a wonderful day. Yeah, thank you. Or you can ref reference your book, Callie. Thank you. <laughs>